Good morning. Breaking news. Biles is back. The overnight announcement revealing Simone Biles will compete on the balance beam, making her Olympic return tomorrow as her teammates bring home the hardware. Jade Carey capturing gold on the floor just moments ago. All-around champ Suni Lee gets bronze on the bars. Just the dismount right here. And Michaela Skinner wins silver on vault one week after she thought her Olympic career was over. And Michaela will join us live. Alarming spike. U.S. COVID cases jump five and a half times higher in one single month. 35 million total as the ferocious new Delta variant surges in every state. Things are going to get worse. The seven-day average has gone up substantially. Florida, the new epicenter, record cases and hospitalizations, hotspots across the country, some bringing back mask mandates, others refusing to. Just ahead, the battle against the virus and each other, with tens of millions of Americans refusing to get the shot. Stunning upset. The U.S. women's soccer team defeated by Canada this morning, ending their hopes for gold. Lapping the field with five gold medals, Caleb Dressel, the star of Tokyo. Another goal for Dressel of the United States. This morning, we go one-on-one -on -one with the swimming sensation. The moment you let complacency sneak in, you get past. Those stories plus meeting the moment. The Italian Jacobs is going to spring a surprise. History made in the race to become the world's fastest man and an unbelievable display of sportsmanship. Two high jumpers agreeing to share the gold. Showing the world what the Olympic spirit is all about today, Monday, August 2nd, 2021. From NBC News, this is a special edition of Today at the Olympic Games with Savannah Guthrie, live from Rockefeller Plaza, and Oda Kotfi, live from Tokyo, Japan. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to today. It is Monday morning here in New York. We're outside. We're calling it Olympic Plaza. Take a look at this, Hoda. A fully vaccinated and fully fired up crowd helping us kick off week two of the Olympics. Red, white, and blue ready to cheer. And Hoda, I know you are. You're, you're flying the flag this morning and lots to cheer about, especially when we're talking about swimming and women's gymnastics. Okay, first of all, your, your plaza is amazing, and there is a ton of big news coming out of Tokyo, you guys. Okay, let's, in gymnastics, it's really big. Gymnastics confirming this morning, Simone Biles, she will compete on the balance beam tomorrow. It'll be her first event since she withdrew from last week's team final. And this comes just a few minutes ago. I was just actually over at the gymnastics center. It just wrapped up. American Jade Carey, she won gold. It was incredible. Oh, We're going to have more on that. It was great, crazy. And then this is another awesome storyline. She's right here with us. Silver medal winner, Michaela Skinner. She <laughs> is about 20 feet away from me. She got a big win on the vault. She thought she was going home. She is going home, but she's going home with a medal. <laughs> with so it's been such it's been such an exciting time. But first, uh, SG, let's go to NBC's Tom Yamas. He's got more on all things gymnastics and also that stunner in women's soccer. Tom, good morning.
Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. I hope you love a comeback story because we're about to see that. Simone Biles putting her stamp on the Tokyo Games in competition. And regardless of how she does, she's taking a very big step on a very big stage in a very brave way. And as you mentioned, we just saw greatness again. Jade Carey winning the gold medal. You and me were here. We were cheering so loud. And also this morning, we have a new fastest man in the world, but both Texas and Italy are celebrating it. This morning, she's in. Four-time Olympic gold medalist Simone Biles will officially try and make it five. USA Gymnastics confirming the superstar will compete in the upcoming balance beam final along with teammate Suni Lee. Tweeting in part, can't wait to watch you both. The beam will be Biles' first event since withdrawing from last week's team all-around final as well as multiple individual finals to focus on her mental health. The star recently posting these since-deleted clips to Instagram, showing her struggling during uneven bars training, along with messages including one reading, I didn't quit, my mind and body are simply not in sync. But now she's back, and overnight, cheering on American Jade Carey, competing in the floor routine in search of her first Olympic medal. Carey winning gold. Biles' comeback coming on the heels of another stirring display for Team USA Gymnastics. This is a moment that she has been waiting for. Michaela Skinner soaring to silver in the vault. A great start for her. A reliable teammate, the 24-year-old has been faithfully supporting her squad. And once Simone Biles withdrew from the vault finals, Skinner got her chance, opening up to Hoda about meeting with Biles beforehand. She's like, don't do this for me, do this for you. And I was like, you know what, I'm doing it for us. And just days after winning gold in the all-around... Makes more room on the mantle back in St. Paul. Suni Lee adding to her medal haul. The Minnesota native grabbing bronze on the uneven bars. I'm really proud of myself for sticking with it. <laughs> in the pool, Americans Caleb Dressel and Katie Ledecky took charge once again. Another gold for Dressel of the United States. Dressel capturing two more golds, upping his Tokyo total to five. The greatest female swimmer in history. Ledecky dominating the 800 freestyle for her seventh career gold. And also this morning, a big headline concerning Team USA's women's soccer team. They just lost to Canada tonight, one to nothing. They are now out of the gold medal race. They could still possibly win a bronze medal. The team saying this is a very bitter bitter loss and we do want to take a look at the medal board right now as we see where things stand in the Tokyo Games right now. You can see the U.S. and China neck and neck when it comes to total medals but the U.S. has some catching up to do when it comes to gold medals. Still a week left of these Olympic Games Hoda and the action keeps getting more and more exciting. Tonight was awesome with Jade Carey. I just have to say that to you and you were you were the one man <laughs> cheering crowd for everyone in America. That was hysterical. Well, uh, Tom, you and I were sitting right next to each other. We did get to watch Jade Carey pull in that gold. It was an incredible moment to be there in the arena. And I was lucky I had a chance to chat with Jade for a couple of minutes right after she won that gold in the floor exercise. Here's what she had to say. Tell me what it feels like to have that gold medal around your neck. It means everything to me. This is all I've ever dreamed of and all I've ever worked for, and I'm really glad it paid off tonight. Can you, what, did, did you just have all the confidence in the world when you walked out there today? I did, actually. <laughs> I just had to remember that training has been going well, so I just needed to do me and do my normal routine. What did you say to your dad? What did your dad say to you when you looked up at that score and you saw that you were a gold medalist? He said, you did it. You're an Olympic champ. And then 
I almost started crying. <laughs> I think I did cry, actually. <laughs> what yeah, kept you going? Last night was definitely hard for me, um, but I just had to remember that I wasn't done yet, and we still had floor, so I needed to put it behind me and give everything I could into floor. She sparkled. Lori Hernandez joins us now. Lori, it was a dazzling performance. You know Jade very well. Just by watching that interview, tell me what you think. Oh, I mean, this is the happiest personally that I've ever seen her, but, you know, she just got a gold, so right. I feel like that makes sense. She had such a wonderful routine. Her start value is so high, and I, I'm really glad that I she mean, was able to go out. She struggled on the vault the day before. We yeah. knew because she was, she was very, very upset. So to go from that to this yeah. is pretty incredible. It shows what she's kind of made up. Yeah, you have to clear your head when something like that happens, yeah. and I'm so glad that she was able to go and just hit a nice routine. Okay, let's talk about Simone. This is a big story. We've all been kind of wringing our hands. Is she going to compete? There's only one thing left, and it's the beam. First of all, were you surprised when you found out that she was going to be competing again? Honestly, I kind of had no expectations yeah. to figure out if she was going to compete or not. Um, I'm really glad that she is just because, you know, for her own and, and to be out here and to just qualify to making this team, it is a huge accomplishment to be able to compete and, and enjoy herself. So as long as she's happy, I think that's the most important thing. We know that Simone's been going through what uh, you guys understand is called the twisties. It's uh, when you yes. have trouble, like, twisting around. So would you explain, because a lot of us don't really understand, why would the beam be the most appealing of all of the different, um, you know, apparatuses? Yeah, I mean... For starters, it is upright. Yeah. When you're on bars, you yeah. are swinging upside down consistently, and so it is common for especially dismounts in a video that she had posted. Um, you see her literally getting lost uh -huh. in the air, and that skill happens on vault. It happens on floor. Um, the Biles is a triple twisting double back. If you get lost on that, that is a huge, it is a huge mm -hmm. safety hazard. So I think beam is probably the safest route in terms of doing skills that don't have too many twists. Um, I'm curious to see what she'll do for her dismount, but I have a feeling she's going to do very well. So. You know Simone very well because you were on the team with her. You know her emotionally, you know her heart, you know her mind, you know all this. Do you think that she's ready for this? I honestly, if yeah. Simone says, you know what, I'm going out and I'm competing beam, it sounds like she is ready. So yeah. um, at the end of the day, it's just making sure she knows we support her no matter what. It doesn't matter the outcome. She is an incredible athlete. So. Yeah, well, she, she's got a lot of people rooting for her. Lori, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And we're going to chat with another Olympic medalist, Michaela Skinner. She's sitting right over. Hey, girl. <laughs> She's got her silver medal. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to watch some of the action and gymnastics, track and field, and a lot more during NBC's primetime coverage. It starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. Miss Guthrie, back to you. Gotta be good. In the meantime, unfortunately, big news to report this morning in the battle against the coronavirus. The U.S. topping yet another milestone overnight. More than 35 million cases overall. Daily cases now virtually the same as this time last year. The reason, the highly contagious Delta variant. We've got two reports for you. Let's get started with NBC's Morgan Chesky. He's in hard-hit Louisiana, a state experiencing a record surge in cases and hospitalizations. Morgan, good morning. Yeah, Savannah, good morning. And that's right. Cases are rising so fast here at Our Lady of the Lake Medical Center that staff is having a tough time keeping up. In fact, it's getting so bad, the federal government is now sending in an emergency medical team to try to keep up with this surge. And all across the South, we are seeing this play out in real time. A medical crisis, the state of Florida alone, now accounting for nearly one-fifth of all new COVID cases. This morning, as the Delta variant rages, health officials are sounding the alarm with a dire warning. Things are going to get worse. Infections are now rising in every state. 
This is a class five hurricane. Florida reporting more than 21,000 new infections Saturday, the highest one day total since the pandemic began. Hospitalizations breaking last year's record. And with schools opening next week, Governor Ron DeSantis is defying CDC guidance and banning all districts from requiring masks. There will be no restrictions and no mandates in the state of Florida. In Louisiana, where the vaccination rate is among the lowest in the nation, federal authorities are now sending in disaster teams to the state's largest medical center in Baton Rouge. Many of those admitted to Our Lady of the Lake Medical Center are young children, still ineligible for the vaccine. At least 62 school-aged kids were admitted to the ER in July alone, compared to just 18 in June. The hospital says about half are in the ICU, many requiring breathing assistance. To stop the virus spread, many tourist hotspots are issuing new mandates. New Orleans and Washington, D.C. now requiring masks in public indoor places, regardless of vaccination status. New York City expected to issue the same mandate today. And in Chicago, thousands who packed into the Lollapalooza Music Festival had to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. But few wore masks, prompting a rebuke from the mayor. We need people to max up and vax up. Now, here in Louisiana and across the southern states, there is still some optimism amongst this latest surge. For three weeks running now, the states with the highest COVID count also have the highest vaccination rate. In fact, over the month of July, Louisiana nearly quadrupled its weekly average. And when you look at the national rate, it's up nearly 17% over the last week. Savannah. All right, Morgan, thank you. I want to talk about that and more with Dr. Richard Besser, the former acting director of the CDC, now president of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Dr. Besser, good morning to you. I mean, when you look at the lay of the land in this country, in the last month, cases are up more than five times. Over the past two weeks, new infections have risen by 100 48%. I know a lot of people thought, wait a minute, I thought we turned the corner here. Just go back to basics here. Why? Yeah, you know, Savannah, we, we all wanted to turn a page on, on the pandemic. And unfortunately, the, the pandemic wasn't ready to turn a page on us. One of the things that's clear is that as long as there's widespread transmission of the virus, there's the opportunity for new variants to arise. And, and that's what happened with the, with the Delta variant. Thankfully, it is covered by the current vaccines, but there's no guarantee that, that the next variant that emerges, it won't be one that the vaccines aren't effective for. So I'm really pleased to hear the, the reporting that the, the number of people getting vaccinated is on the rise. We can't give up on people who so far have, have not gotten vaccinated. We have to meet people where they are, address their concerns, uh, and help them roll up their sleeves to get that shot. But help people understand here, because I think it's really, really confusing. Essentially, what the CDC has discovered, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that with this Delta variant, even if you're vaccinated, if you get a breakthrough case, and we've always known there will be some amount of breakthrough cases where you get the, where you get the COVID infection, you just don't get sick, you can still be spreading it. And you can spread it uh, just as readily as somebody who doesn't have the vaccine. Is that what you attribute to this dramatic spike in cases that we're seeing? No, absolutely not. So, so while that is possible, it is possible to be a breakthrough case and to spread it. If you're vaccinated, you are so much less likely to become uh, a case of, of COVID. Most of the transmission we're seeing is from unvaccinated people. Um, what they're saying, though, is that if, even if you're fully vaccinated, the fact that this Delta variant is spreading so, so rapidly, you can't let your guard down. 
and you do need to to follow your local your local guidance. Wear masks indoors if you're in an area where there's high transmission. And unfortunately, uh, you know, each day that's becoming more and more of our country. And the short answer is still get vaccinated. But it, the silver lining is where we started. It does sound like, especially in some of these hotspot states, these regions where vaccinations were slow, it does seem like it's ticking up. People are starting to get that message. Yeah, and, and the other piece of this is that although the cases are rising dramatically, um, thankfully, the, the highest risk populations, those over 65, those with medical conditions, have the highest vaccination rates. So we, we won't see the same incredibly devastating uh, uh, toll in terms of mortality that we saw last summer, last winter. Uh, we will see in places like Florida, where hospitals are, are overwhelmed, that some people with other medical conditions won't be able to get in for things that need treatment. Uh, and that shouldn't be. If people would do the right thing, get vaccinated, wear masks in areas where there's high transmission, wear masks indoors where there's a lot of transmission, we would see these numbers coming down. And, and hopefully we will see Delta variants start to decline like we were seeing in places like the UK that experienced this before we did. All right, Dr. Besser, thank you as always. Let's get our first check of the weather out. I mean, we've been around the world, my friend, you and me. I'm, I don't know if it's yesterday or tomorrow, but it's a lot cooler here than it was in it Tokyo. I got a blanket. Got a blanket. I went down and got a jacket. It feels like, well, it feels like what a difference a day makes. We had a front move through, and that cooled things down, but it also caused problems for places like Ramsar, North Carolina, where they saw massive hail, a lot of heavy rain, some flooding as well, and they're going to be looking at more of that again today. As we look at the maps, you can see we do have heavy showers and thunderstorms right now from Texas all the way into the central Gulf Coast, lower Mississippi River Valley. Today, that system will be pushing to the east and down to the south, bringing along that front some relief, but also some heavier scattered showers and thunderstorms that'll continue on into tomorrow. Low pressure developing along the Carolina coast. That's going to bring more heavy rain today. In fact, look at those showers and thunderstorms stretching and bringing rainfall up to four inches from Wilmington all the way down to Panama City and back into New Orleans. And cooler weather coming into much of the country. In fact, especially through the south. Temperatures seasonal, but the humidity level still high. So heat index values from Oklahoma City, Houston on into Friday, Mobile, Tampa, Atlanta, and Raleigh will see heat index values 95 to 100 degrees. And that is your latest weather. Guys? All right, Al, thank you. Well, just ahead as Craig joins us, you guys have a lot more on this Olympic excitement. Oh, we do. Okay, guys, first of all, how happy are we for Michaela Skinner? She got a second chance to compete. She shined her way to a silver medal. We are going to chat with her live, and we cannot wait. But wait, there's more. Our <laughs> conversation with one of the biggest stars at these games in Tokyo, Caleb Dressel, how he feels about joining a very elite club of swimmers with five gold medals at a single Olympics and what his future holds. But first, this is Today on NBC. We're back. It's 7.30. It's Monday morning. It's August the 2nd, 2021, 8.30 p.m. here in Tokyo. You guys, day 10 wow. of the Olympic Games. And what a crazy day today ended up being. It was like gymnastics palooza. We're going to get to all of that in a second. But you all got a real cool set. Yeah. yeah don't yeah, they? Really it's like they nice. recreated our set right there on the plaza. Yeah. yeah. We're warming it up for you. We've got the crowd here, red, white, and yes. blue. Yes. And this is actually going to be a 
as we get into week two of the Olympics, this is going to be the center of the action because a lot of the athletes returning home right. from Tokyo with their medals are going to stop here first. Caleb we already Dressel. mentioned Caleb Dressel and his family. We've got more exciting guests. Big. Big, big, big. Can't big tell you guys. right now, but Can't huge. Tell you now. That's why we have this huge, big screen. Huge, huge, huge. Gonna be huge. here, and you guys are coming home later this week too. So um, it's gonna be fun. Let's get started. Here's your headline: 7:30 on a Monday morning. We'll start with politics, and after months of negotiations, senators have unveiled their one trillion dollar bipartisan infrastructure bill. Lawmakers worked through the weekend to finish the text of this 2,700-page bill. It'll pour billions into roads, bridges, public transportation, and broadband. Senate Majority. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the legislation could be passed in a matter of days. Seeing news this morning in the battle against the nation's two largest wildfires. Firefighters in southern Oregon are reporting good progress in the battle against that bootleg fire. The blaze that has burned more than 400,000 acres so far is now 84% contained. Meanwhile, in Northern California, authorities have canceled some evacuation orders for people living near that Dixie fire. That fire is now about 33% contained. And tributes are pouring in this morning for longtime soap opera star Jay Pickett. He died suddenly over the weekend on the set of his upcoming film. He was best known for his roles on Port Charles, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives. He also starred in dozens of movies. Director Travis Mills called him an incredible man and one of the best actors he's ever worked with. Jay Pickett was just 60 years old. And now back to the Olympics and Hoda, one of the most remarkable storylines in Tokyo. As Savannah, you and I have been talking about this one a lot. It's incredible. Okay, remember this. This time last week, Michaela Skinner sat with us. She thought her Olympic journey had come to an end. But then something happened. She was called to compete on the vault. She stepped up in a big way. That girl won a silver medal. Michaela, how are you? I'm so good. Okay, I'm freaking out because I actually do remember, I'm having a little deja vu. I remember interviewing you when it was over. And it was kind of, a, you, you saw the beauty in being an Olympian, mm -hmm. but you were clearly like, oh, well, th that's the end of this. Yeah. Can you believe we're sitting here talking? No. And you've got a silver <laughs> medal around your right? neck. Right? I know. I would have never thought. You know, I was supposed to be flying home, but here I am and just feeling... Just super grateful. Tell me how that went down. So you yeah. you basically had your your about your bags were packed and mm -hmm. you were getting ready to head home. Then what happened? Yeah. So we were watching team finals and yeah. of course you know things didn't go as planned. And I remember um, we kind of got a text message. Um, you know Simone was talking to Cecile saying Michaela can't go home. We might need to have her you know compete in case I can't you know figure it out in the next couple days. So I decided to stay and train vault in case I needed to go in. Well, so. you said in one of your social media posts, you mentioned Simone. Yes. And you said, Simone, uh, we're, I'm doing this for us. Mm -hmm. what, did, what did that mean? Um, you know, Simone and I have been the OGs of the team, and it's just been so fun to have that leadership and to kind of guide the younger generation. And I feel like, you know, after everything that she's been through, and um, it's just been, you know, kind of hard on her, but she's really been able to stay positive through it all. And so she's definitely inspired me. And I said, you know what, like, you were supposed to have this opportunity, but I'm so grateful to be able to step in for you, and I wanted to do this for us. You wanted to do this for us. Yeah. It's so cool. Well, she did. she's doing something else for coming up tomorrow. 
she has announced she's going to compete yes, on the beach. Yes, so excited. Okay, you're her ride or die. Mm -hmm. You're her. You're one of her besties. Were you surprised when you heard the news? Um, a little bit, but honestly, I've been you know talking to her every single day, and she's you know kind of been like, I think Beam Beam's going to be the one. So I'm really excited for her. I'm going to cheer her on so hard, and just really hope that she can medal and just do the dismount of her life. I know she's been trying to work on different dismounts and figuring yeah. things out. So it's going to be so cool. And I'm so happy for her. Why would Beam be the one? Because I think people are confused about yes. which yeah. event and why. Mm -hmm. Why would it be the one? Yeah. Um, you know, kind of with having twisties and being a gymnast, that's definitely something you don't want to go through. And, um, you know, Beam, you're not really doing much twisting things. It's more just skills. So for her, the only thing that she has was the dismount. And so yeah. she's been able to work a double pike and try different things. So mm -hmm. I think she's going to go for that. So that's really good. So no twisties for her, hopefully. One of the favorite images I have from these games is when you nailed your vault and there was a shot of your posse led mm -hmm. by Simone screaming for you, mm -hmm. cheering for you. Could you feel them and sense them when you were? I could feel it down there. I was running for my second vault and I'm like, Simone's cheering so loud. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like I feel like I was gonna be distracted almost. So I could hear them up there. Even the guys team was just so loud. It was insane. So that definitely was much needed. And just real quickly, uh, a few hours ago, Jade Carey just nailed it. She yeah. got a gold medal. I mean, I feel like Team USA, every single person on the team has a medal. Which is so awesome. That is so cool. You know, I never would have thought this was going to happen. Even for me, I thought I was maybe going to be the only one walking yeah. home without one. So that's really <laughs> cool that I was able to place, you know, silver. And um, watching Jade tonight after that comeback was just incredible. I'm so happy for her. She deserves it. Michaela, your story is one for the ages. It tells you never to give up. When you think it's over, it is not over. You got your medal. We're super proud of Thank you. you. And uh, America's proud of you, too. Thank you. All right, honey. Good Thanks talking so to you. How about that, Craig? Yes. We How are. about that, Craig? Yes, How about Michaela? <laughs> Come on. Uh, thank you, Michaela. Thank you. A quick reminder, by the way, you can catch every minute of these Tokyo Olympics live. All you have to do is scan the QR code on your screen for the NBC Sports app. When we come back on a Monday morning, our one on one with the star of swimming here in Tokyo. Caleb Dressel, he came into these Olympics with high expectations, and he met them. In fact, you could argue he exceeded them. Five gold medals in all. What he is saying about that success, what he's saying about his Olympic experience, and what's next right after this. with our awesome That's crowd. Huge I mean, don't you think, Al? It's really, I mean, it goes around the plot. I know, this is a really I mean, good what's crowd. what's going on? What's going That's on? Crazy. I'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> Happy crowd is what's yes. going on. Yes, yes. And so many of the cheers you hear are for U.S. winning sensation. I mean, there's so many of them, but Caleb Dresshall, he came and he was under a ton of pressure and boy, did he deliver. That's for sure. He's a rock star, that Caleb. Guys, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five, <laughs> five gold medals. The 24-year-old is the most decorated American male swimmer of these games. And before he boarded a flight home, Craig, you got to sit down and catch a little time with him. Yeah, I did. Yeah. He's in the air right now, as you mentioned. But Caleb Dressel will return home an American hero. His repeated trips to the medal stand, cementing his status in the storied history of the U.S. swim team. And it's an achievement all the more remarkable, given the challenges this year has brought both in and out of the pool. If Caleb Dressel set out to make a statement these Olympic Games, he more than succeeded. A few weeks ago, you told me that you were never 
quite happy, never quite satisfied. And as you sit here now, five gold medals, three records smashed in the process here in Tokyo, you happy and satisfied now? Yes, I'm happy. It was really fun competing. Um, this is the pinnacle of our sport. And to be able to do that on a world stage with the rings in the background, the whole world watching. A few weeks ago you said uh, you did not view yourself as the best in the world. You won the 50 meter by the largest margin in Olympic history. Again, five gold medals. Can you humbly accept being called the best in the world now? No. Why not? No, because the, the moment you do that, the moment you let complacency sneak in, you get passed. Expectations were so high for Dressel heading into these games. The pressure so intense, you could see, even feel the emotional release when he talked to his family after winning that first solo gold medal. I love you so much. It was so proud of you. You were very emotional. What, uh, what were you thinking about in that moment? I think you could, you could physically see the, the monkey hopping off of my back in that moment. Uh, there was, it was a huge relief. Just being able to snag my first individual medal, it is different than the relays. There's a you know, different type of feedback than individual. It's you and your lane. One of the themes of, of, of these Olympics has been mental health, athletes' mental health. Simone Biles, the conversation that, that she helped continue. How do you handle the pressure? How do you handle the stress? And, and has, it, has it been too much at times? I don't know what is considered too much. Every individual is different. That's why I'm not going to speak on anyone else's behalf. That's why I'm, I'm okay with this, the call that Simone did. You know, that no, one, no one else's opinion matters because they're not the one in her situation. She's literally the best to ever do it, and then everyone wants to chime in. Just leave her alone. So for me, yes, I think it has been too much, whatever that may, may mean. I've, I've had a couple breakdowns. It does pile up, but it is, it's worth it. I know what I'm capable of doing. I know how to approach the mental side of things for myself, and nobody else's opinion matters for me, and for all the other athletes making their own calls, nobody else's opinion matters. You pride yourself on, on leading a simple life and, and keeping the noise out. I know that's something you take great pride in. It's gonna be really hard to do that now. How are you going to adjust? I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't been home yet, so I'm not sure. I might not have to make any adjustments. Yeah, I know. Stop. Let me, let me believe that for a second. Um, it's something I'm just going to have to learn to deal with. With his success in the pool, more comparisons to the greatest Olympian of all time will be inevitable. I think the comparisons with Michael always happen because they see one guy win eight medals and then terrible planning on my part. I just happen to have a great year the year after he retires and then everyone jumps on me. It's not fair to Michael. It's not fair to me. I ran into him minutes after your race and he was beaming with pride, like a, like a big brother. How does it feel, though, having the greatest Olympian so proud of you? It's really special. You know, I, I, I texted him more than my wife at these games. Edit, edit that part out. We will not um, be. I really leaned on him, and why would I not? You know, he, and he always told me, and he, he kept his word, if, if I need anything, shoot him a text, give him a call. Um, I do see him as that big brother in this sport. What did you learn about yourself at these games? I can handle a lot more than I think I give myself credit for. I know, I know I'm a perfectionist, and 
I need to give myself more credit at times, and I feel like I did that at these games because I, I didn't have a choice, and I did not want to take this moment for granted. You lived up to the hype. You met the moment. What, what now? What's next? What do you do? I'm happy with how I did. I, I really enjoyed these games. There was a lot of low points, a lot of high points, a lot of low points people don't see because there's not cameras going on. When what, are the low, what were the low points? Because we didn't see the low points. Sitting in the shower, shaving for the next race you have in a couple hours, freaking out or staring at the ceiling before going to bed or <laughs> losing 10 pounds over the course of a week because you're not eating. Some of the highlights, like even uh, we, we taught some of, the, some of the girls on the team how to play poker, which was so Funny, they're so nice. They would, after every hand, they would clap for each other. <laughs> That's the stuff I want to remember as long as with, as well as with how much fun the racing was. Watching the guys their first time on the podium, looking at their faces. The Brazilian guy who got third to me, Bruno, yeah. watching him cry over a bronze medal. I almost started crying for him. To him, that bronze was more than a gold medal. And those moments, that's what the Olympic Games captures. You had a, a country host not only a bunch of guests and Olympic athletes, but their, their dreams coming to life here. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Caleb Dressel. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I mean, this, and we've talked about it before here on the show. He's, he's so thoughtful uh -huh. in the literal sense. Like when you're talking to him, you can see the wheels almost moving. Well, he's not even about him when he was talking about the guy who got the bronze. Yes. Or it seems like he seems to give away a lot of the glory. Like yes. that's part of how he operates. He, and he loves living in the moment. Yeah. He's determined to protect his peace. And by the way, I, I asked him, I said, you know, how'd you, how'd you spend the hours yeah. after the event? Yeah. He said, I was so hungry. I'm so hungry, Craig. I said, well, what'd you eat? He had five pieces of pizza, oh, a cheeseburger, Love and a Coke it. ice cream float. Well, he lost 10 pounds. He needs to, yeah, he needs yeah. to put it back on. Yeah. I was I asking the what the swimmers did, and they're like, we sleep a lot. Yeah. I yeah. ate the same thing, but I didn't swim. Yeah, you know, I wanted to eat the same thing. <laughs> that go. was so good. You guys have such a good rapport, Craig. That was really, uh, really good. Terrific. And as mentioned, we're actually going to hear more from Caleb. He's he's in the air. Guess where he's headed? Right here. He and his family are going to be reunited on our plaza. Yeah. And we are fired up for that. His family, his family they are superstars. Yeah, they're we fun. We love them. They're all a lot of fun. Unfortunately, what's not a lot of fun, we've got, unfortunately, literally fire and rain out west. This is uh, the monument fire has now uh, re reignited, and so we're watching this. Unfortunately, big problems there. And we've got a lot of monsoonal moisture bringing heavy rain, flooding in Colorado Springs, Colorado. They've had mudslides, big problems, and they're going to be looking at more of that again today. We start out west with the fires. We've got air quality alerts right now stretching from Arizona all the way to the Midwest. Poor air quality for eight different states. The jet stream is picking up all that smoke unhealthy air and bringing it to the east and in fact we're going to be looking at the smoke all the way down through Tennessee into the Carolinas eventually will dissipate and we've also got heavy rain down through we've got flood alerts stretching from Montana all the way down into New Mexico slow moving storms one to two inches of rain per hour some places picking up to two inches of rain on already saturated ground and that is your latest weather Hoda. All right, Mr. Roker, still ahead, the man behind two unforgettable Olympic moments after another dramatic comeback from gold. We have a fun conversation with U.S. swimmer Bobby Fink. I love Bobby. The first, these messages. Bobby. So do I. I love the Bobby. The best, Fink. Bobby.
Coming up, a live conversation with former ambassador to Japan, Caroline Kennedy, her unique take on the game so far. Coming up, your 8 o'clock hour.